This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for February 22nd, 2015. The Gospel is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 9 through 15. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Let's be seated. So we've come to the first Sunday of Lent, and uh, of course the lesson this morning is the temptation of Christ in the wilderness. Uh, Mark, in his usual way, is very brief about what he tells us about this, doesn't give us very many details at all. He says basically after he had been baptized and the Holy Spirit uh, came upon him and God had proclaimed him his beloved son, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. And after Satan had finished, um, he departed from him, and the angels came and ministered to him. And then Christ went out and preached uh, repentance for the kingdom of heaven's come near. And that's pretty much it. You don't have any of the stories about what were the temptations. You don't have any of the stories about um, how did Jesus deal with those. Um, none of those things are in Mark. It's just basic fact. He went here and did this and did this, and then he was done, and he went off and did that. Which is... Um, Fascinating in a way, you can certainly see why Matthew and Luke felt like they needed to um, um, elaborate a little <laughs> on it after that was written. But that whole theme of temptation really is one that befits Lent, and so it's appropriate that we start on that um, at the beginning of Lent. Because during Lent, we take 40 days and 40 nights that remind us of, of the Israelites after the Exodus, when they wandered through the wilderness of sin. They wandered for 40 years. Thank goodness we don't have to do that. But, um, but they wandered for 40 years through the wilderness of sin. And we wander through the wilderness of our own individual sins for 40 days and 40 nights, looking at at those things that draw us from the love of God. Now, the word sin itself needs a little bit of definition. A lot of people think sin is if you do something bad, and, and certainly that is a sin, but, but it, sin is more than that. Sin is anything that is outside the will of God. Anything that is not as God intended it is sin. And so, it can encompass lots of things like natural disasters and illness and you know, cancer and all sorts of terrible things and calamities that fall upon us. It doesn't have to be a malicious intent to do something. It doesn't even have to be a conscious intent, uh, you know, intent if you're looking at weather. But the mere fact that all of creation has fallen means that none of it is the way that God intended for it to be when he created it. You know, everything has fallen short of the glory of God. And so sin covers a multitude of things. As a matter of fact, the, the word sin in Hebrew, which it's a Hebrew word, um, was what they used for target practice. When um, they had archers in those days, and when they would go out for target practice, they would aim their bow and, and they would shoot the arrow at a target. If you totally miss the target altogether, you sinned. You know, you missed the mark. You were supposed to hit the target somewhere, but you didn't hit it, so you sinned. And so that's really what... Um, sinning is. It's not hitting the mark that God has intended for us. And that can certainly be done intentionally, um, but sometimes it can also be done unintentionally or just out of ignorance. And so we have to begin to look at our sin, both those things known and unknown, the things done and left undone. And that's really what the self-examination period of Lent is about each year. Invite us to go again, once, within, once again within ourselves, to begin to look at what it is that draws us from the love of God, that keeps us from being the perfect creation that God intended us to be. 
Now, one of the problems with sin always is obviously temptation. And if I asked you to define temptation, what would you say it means? Anything that pulls you away from God? Anybody got anything else? No wonder you're all in trouble. You can't eat, don't even know what temptation is. I <laughs> don't know, never noticed it. <laughs> that gets you in trouble every time. Would you say it's something that um, lures you into doing something bad in some way or other? I mean, that's probably a common usage of it in today's term. You'd be surprised to know that's not what the word means. Um, never was meant to be the word, what the way the word means. Now, that usage of the word would be true in some cases. For instance, if you're being tempted by Satan, then certainly it would apply, being drawn from the love of God or drawn to do something that is bad. But interestingly enough, we see multiple times in the Bible where God tempts us. You know, we even say in the Lord's Prayer, we don't we? Lead us not into temptation. So what's that about? Is he trying to draw us from his love? Away from him? Is he trying to seduce us into doing something bad? That wouldn't make much sense, would it? See, the word actually means to uh, test something, to try it for its purity, to see how true it is. You know, to, to, to determine, is it really, you know, founded and, and firmly in, convinced of that? So, for instance, if you test metal, what are you trying to find out? Yeah, and how pure it is and what it's made of. So, in, if a teacher tests you at school, what, what are they trying to do? If you're a student, you probably think they're trying to seduce you to do something bad. But, <laughs> but, but no, they're trying to find out, did you learn what was taught? Um, it's not really meant to be a bad thing. And so the word itself doesn't necessarily mean um, to be drawn from the love of God or to be seduced into doing something that isn't good. But certainly one part of what that can mean is that. And because there are obviously forces in the world that don't want us to live into the full stature of Christ. And so we have to begin to do it. Most of you probably aren't old enough to remember. Anybody here remember Flip Wilson? Oh, good. Next time I'm going to, next service I'll say it and everybody's going to go, huh? <laughs> Do y'all remember, remember he used to do this skit where he had the devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder. And uh, the devil always had all these really good reasons why he should do whatever it is that the devil thought he should do. And the angel was an idiot. <laughs> well, you know, that's really not good for you. You'll be sorry. What happened to the angel all the time? <laughs> Took the pitchfork, threw him off, yeah. And Flip Wilson ended up having this one uh, saying that he used all the time. The devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. And, and we'd all like to believe that, wouldn't we? I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could just chalk off all everything that we've ever done? Uh, that, that, well, 